Hello everybody, just a heads up, we recorded this episode before Super Blood Wolf Moon came out, so we won't be talking about it in this episode. However, if you want to hear our take on it, head on over to patreon.com slash live on four legs, and we have it there. If you're a subscriber, it should be up right away. If you're not, head on over and subscribe, and you should hear our take on uh, the brand new song. And I will see you next week. I'm going to hand this one over to John and Buckley. We had the Arley Warriors, the state champs, in the house. We had the Pavarella Center. We had the Missoula Food Bank, who's done amazing things the last couple of years. They just built a beautiful new facility in town. That's amazing. Uh, the Vote Goats. Anybody get to see the goats? And away we go. You're listening to Live on Four Legs, the live Pearl Jam podcast experience featuring... Mr. Stone Gossip. Fucking Cameron in the truck. Welcome to Live on Four Legs, a definitive live Pearl Jam podcast. My name, again, and not Randy Sobel. I'm John Farrar. <laughs> With me today is Chris Buckley. How you doing? I'm doing well, John. Uh, it's been a while. Been a few months. Yeah, uh, it's good to be back with you and uh, Randy. Hope you're in. Uh, we're we're uh, filling the void here for you this week. So yeah, uh, nothing taking, to worry about. We're taking break, care of yeah. business. We got you. He'll be back next week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we we haven't done one since I think that Moore Theater show. Yeah, it was. It was the Moore yeah, Theater that was show. Cool. It's cool. been a while, so it's good to be back uh, with you, bud. Yeah, man. Thanks for thanks for doing this. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, the last show we did together was a 92 show. And this time <laughs> we're going way, way forward in the future to, uh, Just to 2018. Bit. And uh, I want to mention real quick, uh, this show was a request from one of our patrons, Dan Apollo. Uh, thanks so much, Dan. Thank you, Dan. Uh, if, you, if you're interested in uh, in doing what Dan did, requesting a show, you can go to patreon.com slash live on four legs. Uh, $1 a month will get you access to everything. We have exclusive episodes over there. Uh, we've done some of our de-evolution episodes where we just kind of have fun and uh, joke around. we got to get you on one of those, Chris, sometime. Yes, definitely. And sure. uh, we've got evolution episodes. We're going to be doing a lot of stuff when the when the tour starts about a month from now. Um, so yeah, thanks Dan. Uh, I wanted to mention, I got a couple of notes from Dan here when we get to it. So, uh, um, thanks so much. And yeah, patreon.com slash live on four legs. So yeah, talk about the, uh, this Missoula show we're doing today a little bit. What, what was the vibe of this show? Yeah. So clearly from the outset, uh, it was, uh, controversial, uh, be- before and afterward uh, for uh, the poster, which everyone is, I'm sure, well aware of. If you're listening to this podcast, that means you're a, a pretty hardcore fan. You know that um, the poster design 
designed. I mean, it's an Ames Bros, right? Was it Jeff? It was Jeff himself, right? Yeah, then I think Jeff, Jeff designed Jeff himself. Took, he took ma- responsibility mainly. for it. He said it was all yeah. his idea. So it's uh, – well, I'll come back to that in a second. But anyway, it's a political benefit show, right, for John Tester, the, the Democrat in Montana. Uh, the show's in Missoula, Montana. Uh, you know, they've played Missoula before. They've played benefit shows for John Tester in the past. And, you know, the band is is doing what they do. They're being political. They're playing for a cause that they believe in. And um, it's at Washington Grizzly Stadium, uh, home of the Montana Grizzlies. So obviously Washington Grizzly Stadium. There you go. Um, it, cool little setup, you know, like a football field that, you know, they can't sell all the seats around the sides of the stage, uh, because, you know, just the way that it's set up, you won't be able to see everything, but, uh, it seems like a pretty solid crowd. I, I feel like the mix in the bootleg for this show was solid. You could hear a lot of individual voices in, in the yeah. mix, if you notice that, which you don't yeah. really get that often, especially, you know, you're playing like an arena show, like the garden or something like that. You're really, really hard pressed to make out individual people talking, but it's actually very easy to hear in oh, yeah. this. You could, you mix. could hear them. Re- you could hear them requesting one song. That we'll right. Which exactly. So yeah, I want to mention uh, Dan, Dan mentioned something about the venue. He says it was his first trip to that stadium. And it was so cool just looking like, quote here, it was so cool just looking like the stage was carved into the side of a mountain. And the pre-show right. was kind of like a festival atmosphere. It was so awesome. Yeah. It says and- the, uh, the, the Jeff set being, you know, Jeff from Big Sandy, which is just a little further out from Missoula, says it was amazing. The outpouring of love from his hometown friends and family was amazing. So thanks for sending us that, Dan. Yeah, the, I, that, I think that's the best way to, to sum this up is this is the quote-unquote Jeff show. It's through the set, the poster, the organization of the show, where it's located. All of this is just Jeff Amon, Jeff Amon, Jeff Amon. His, I mean, his Eddie, parents were there. They yeah, his his point. uncle, yeah. I believe, his sisters were there, or I think Eddie mentions that at some point. You know, so he's got family there. It's just clearly, if Seattle is the homecoming, you know, the Safeco show, and and Randy and I went in depth ad nauseum on this in the second uh seattle <laughs> night show in 2018 of these home shows you know this is the jeff show like if that's the seattle homecoming show for the band as a whole this is very very much so the jeff show so we'll get into the set list a little bit and talk about uh just you know some some pretty blatant examples where i, I have to imagine eddie just was like listen you make the set pretty much you know keep it within our somewhat within our typical routine here and you know let's not go too crazy but there's some clear clear indicators in this set list where i have to imagine jeff either made the set or eddie made it with him and they were like you know what do you want to play like what you know what are your quote-unquote your songs you know a lot of bass heavy bass riffs or song you know riffs that he came up with and and things like that so we'll we'll go into that a little bit but yeah. should we touch just on like tour excitement really quick at for well, well, yeah, you know, we'll kind of jump around a little bit really quickly before we come back to the show itself yeah man there's, so, a, there's it's going to be a busy month coming up yeah. we're about a month away now from the tour starting in Toronto um, exactly if if the rumors are true we'll be getting another new song here in a couple of days uh, it's supposed to be super blood, blood wolf, moon, wolf moon which i'm very excited <laughs> like, like i cannot wait to find out what this thing like. sounds like yeah exactly. all, all we know we, we got a little insider who who told us that supposedly it has a very nice mic solo mm-hmm. uh, at the end so hopefully it's a little more classic pearl jam sound but who knows what that even means anymore right um i mean we mentioned the poster briefly but this was a big controversy around this show like this is probably the most controversial thing that Pearl Jam had been involved in since that Uniondale show when the 
when the, they played Bush Leaguer and everyone was like turning their back and flipping mm-hmm. them off and throwing things like yep. this kind of this kind of took off in the current like in the not current but the 2018 political climate <clears throat> this got this got like kind of went viral a little bit it it really did and listen I I I, th- I think um, a lot of people remember it pretty vividly because it was so much in the news um, I I don't think we need to rehash every little detail about it but I mean you had the president's son tweeting about it and Fox News tweeting about it and, and a number of different news publications um, you know really I guess attacking uh, the band so to speak for putting uh, you know a rotting corpse essentially essentially being eaten by an eagle of the president um on the poster and as we said you know jeff amon really took uh responsibility for the direction of the art and he made a statement and i'm trying to find it um just so i can actually just yeah, get I mean, it on if, the record if people here are, if people are surprised at at you know at this point <laughs> the what pearl jam believes like i always go back to that thing from the storytellers where they get asked from the crowd like some guy some says how do you feel about you know a lot of your fans having different political beliefs than you do and he just goes fuck them <laughs> you know that that's what i always go back to like and again you know this is not for you if if you know if you're going to get triggered by by a pearl jam poster in 2018 then mm-hmm. you you have other problems probably they 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 just they just kind of latched onto it as an excuse to be, be you know mock outrage you know how dare mm-hmm. they so the Jeff quote was, the role of the artist is to make people think and feel, and the current administration has us thinking and feeling. I was the sole conceptualist of this poster, and I welcome all interpretations and discourse. Love from the First Amendment, Jeff Amon. So, yeah, see, that's all you have to say. Yeah. So I just will say, this is my point. Uh, I have absolutely no problem. You know, you can support whoever you want politically. You know, if you're Republican, Democrat, liberal, more conservative, I, I, I have, I'm not even going to get into a political point here. My, this is only my point. I'm making it strictly from a Pearl Jam, Pearl Jam fan perspective. When this happened, when this was unfolding, and I tend to gauge a lot of of the you know like the band cl- climate among the fan base i guess you would say like in these facebook groups um i you know i i don't really comment myself that often i don't really post at all but i i i read a lot of the comments just to kind of gauge what people are how they're feeling and whether it's something exciting like a tour announcement or the song or you know whatever people love to complain whatever back to this point when this was unfolding i mean you had people that were saying, claiming, whether they're lying or telling the truth, that they had been fans since the 90s, and they've been going to shows forever, and they can't believe that they would do this, that they would put Donald Trump rotting on the poster, and how could they do such a thing? I'm done, I'm boycotting the band, blah, 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 like everything crazy. And people were fighting, saying, okay, we'll leave. But I have, like I said, no problem what you want to believe in politically. But if you're going to sit there, and you're going to claim that you are a longtime, diehard, hardcore Pearl Jam fan since the beginning, and you're going to be outraged now that they've done something yeah, it just means blatantly you political. Attention. You just you're not. Then you're yeah. you're not yeah. the kind of fan that you think you are. So a lot of people, and listen, I have fan, people I know that 
like are on both sides of the spectrum and a lot of them are will be are more conservative they're able to separate you know they could put the politics aside and listen I, i'm not saying you have to you have to enjoy sitting there listening to eddie rant at a show uh, uh, going on a political rant i'm not saying you have to believe what he's saying and agree with him i have no problem if you want to disagree with that i'm sure they would welcome that like like jeff says you know i welcome all interpretations and discourse but if you're going to, you know, try to claim that you you've been a fan for this long and all of a sudden you're just not going to listen to them anymore, like you're you're just you're kidding yourself. I mean, come on. Like let's let's be realistic here and like I said, you just try to separate it. I, I do I think it was a little bit overboard maybe. It, it's a it's a little it's a little drastic, you know, to to do something like that, but it was I shocked? No. Absolutely not. Well, I wasn't I shocked say- at all. I would say probably stay tuned because in this, if there's a yeah. leg two of this tour exactly. this fall, it, you, you it can only imagine get, there's going to yeah. be some similar things going on. Exactly. So yeah. this could really just be like a precursor to what we're going to get, you know, <laughs> in like a on, on the spring or if like a fall leg or et cetera. But th- that's all I want to say. Like I, I'm not trying to – this is, again, not a political point. I'm not preaching. I'm not saying anything from the political side of things. I'm – you know, we're a Pearl Jam podcast. We're Pearl Jam fans. I, you know, took, I was very interested to see how people were reacting to this when it was happening. Um, and I, I just, that was just what rubbed me in the wrong way. Um, I, I just feel like just, just ignore it. You know, like I, I know, like I said, it is a little bit graphic. It might be, if you do feel like you're a Republican or a conservative and, you know, you support Trump, it might be a little tough to, to look past it as, as some of the, you know, rants that Eddie might go on during a show, it's a little more vivid, you know, the imagery and, and, and such, but I, I just, the, the outrage among some of the fan base was just seemed a little over the top to me. That's, that's all I'm trying to say. So, you know, I'm not, I will not get into anything political here whatsoever (laughs) again, but that's just my two cents. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the, you know, the show is billed as rock to vote. So the, the point is to, to get voters registered. And I think, He's and that's that's been their official stance. Is like we don't care who you vote for, just vote. Exactly. Um, so exactly. to get in, to get into the show a little bit, Ed comes out in the evil Knievel jacket. I think that's he's a he's a Montanan, if I if yep. I remember correctly. Um, Jeff is wearing a, a shirt from a band called Who Killed Society, like an old punk rock band uh, from around there. He used to know. I appreciate that. Um, so we start off with the only U.S. show appearance of this this tour with Pendle. to imagine again and i just think this is going to be a common theme throughout the show is that this is a jeff driven set list and i think he he wrote a lot of the music for pendulum did he not i'm pretty sure he did so. yeah so yeah. that's all they must have said listen like what do you want to open with and he was like yeah let's you know let's, let's do pendulum like we you know we haven't done that so i i it's, right, listen yeah. I, I like pendulum you know you kind of 
I feel like they really, really played it to death in 2013. Oh, yeah. At a lot of shows. 2014, it opened like 90% like, of the shows. I think yeah. a lot of people were kind of sick of it uh, once you got to 2016. So it's cool. It sounded it sounded fine. I didn't have any problem with it. Um, they stick yeah, with it's, this. It's cool. You get you know you get Mike with the bow playing. Eddie's doing yeah. a little bit of a growl here. Like I thought it was, it was a good yeah, version. It was a solid version, and and they stick with this theme that they went to in. I I guess they started doing this. What would you say? Maybe like 2013. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the, the double opener thing. Yeah, in 2013, it really became the the standard. The the standard thing, right? Slow open. Yeah. Yeah. So they go with the pendulum low light opener here. No surprise being, you know, low light being the Jeff penned yeah, uh, one, song right? with the lyrics and everything. So with the lights or the sun going down around the stadium and it, it, it's fitting the mood and being outside and it just seems like it fits. It's very yeah, I appropriate I, here. I think you I know? read something where the show started like an hour later than it was supposed to, but it was still light outside from some of the pictures I saw when it started. And I was just – it's funny that you say that because what I was going to say was that this very much had the vibe of the Fenway 2018 show, Night One, where I looked at the boot um, – you know, when I put the bootleg on my phone, I, I like to look to see – just to see how long it is before I listen to it. And it said two hours and 41 minutes. And I said – to myself that's listen for any band that's long but for them like that's that's like pretty standard you know like that's not too too long mm-hmm. it's not too too short you know it's not like 215 but it's certainly not three hours it's not three hours and whatever 20 minutes whatever that seattle show right. <laughs> ended up being so it's pretty much like right in the middle um but it seems very much when you don't have an opener like that's they're coming on late and that's what happened at the Fenway Night One show, where we were like sitting there saying to ourselves, like, "What is happening here? Like, why? Where are they?" And they came on like fifty to an hour after <laughs> the ticket was listed, or you know, like the. I think it was like they came on at like eight fifty or something like that, like eight fifty five, almost nine o'clock. So when you don't have an opener, to me, that's kind of late. But anyway, uh, like you said, it was still light out, so low light here in the two hole. I like right to go. here it's almost like when you open with go when as they do sometimes it's like ed's voice is not totally warmed up yet and it's a little like rough's his vocal performance is not always great and this performance wasn't great either but it was solid enough where it's like his voice has a little more time to kind of warm up you know as they get into the show a little more oh, yeah. where you know, he was he was holding that note at the end of low light you know he was he was ready right and then if you like on the flip side if you put go at the end of the show it's like he's gassed you know and he sure. has trouble singing it again so this is a good spot to go for to go for, for go to me yeah it, it kicks off this little set with go do the evolution arms aloft and mind your manners uh, you get an early cover, and that's kind of always a sign that like something's up. Like this could be this could be a cool night if you get a, a cover early on. They they'll do that occasionally. 
they also played arms aloft at Fenway, so there's another connection. It's okay. like yeah, yeah. It's a little you know another little thing I'm just noticing here. But and and not the last Joe Strummer song that we'll that's hear. That's right, that's right. We'll get to that, but I'm sure you know, the the big fan can probably figure out uh, which song it already is going to be. But anyway, uh, yeah, Evolution is is solid. Um, I I felt like his voice in general uh, took a little while to get going, but once he kind of gets into it, Ed, uh, it he it kind of kicks in maybe around. Yeah, maybe around like Monument Matters, and then Corduroy is seventh. So, like you said, it's Evolution, yeah. Arms Aloft, which has grown on me in time. I actually wasn't never used to really be a huge fan of that cover, but um, like especially when it came out on Live and Ten Legs, I mm-hmm. was like, oof, I, I just it, it just didn't hit me. You know, I, I didn't click yeah. with me. But it has grown Man, on me those, in time. Those Muscularos albums are really good. Like if if people haven't checked them out, like if you were a fan of the Clash or anything like that, like. They're a little different, but yeah, those all three Joe Strummer and the Mescaleros albums, which is what this song is taken from, but they're all really good. Um, did you notice in uh, in Do the Evolution, he gets gives a little shout out. I think he, he sees that kid in the audience that comes. He says, hey, little one. I, I guess they, he sees he her. He sends something out to her, yeah. Sure, sure. So good little stretch. You know, the, like I said, they kind of turn it on its head, you know, going from Pendulum to Low Light into this stretch here. I, re- I would actually even throw the three through seven here. So go, Evolution. Yeah. Arms Aloft, Mind Your Manners, which was – actually, this was a good version of Mind Your Manners. I actually liked it a lot. Um, and then Corduroy, seventh. So, it's it's somewhere in here where they take the first break, right? It's like after yeah. Mind Your Manners or after Corduroy, yeah, one Corduroy, of those two. Ed, Ed talks about when he when he was in this uh, venue to see Paul McCartney, mm-hmm. and they, they play a little bit of Blackbird. They talks about talks about the Rolling Stones. He he wants he gets everyone to play a different Stone song at the yeah. same time, <laughs> which actually didn't sound that bad. Let's everybody play a different Rolling Stone song all at the same time. I'm for. <laughs> it sounded like there was a start me up in there, maybe like a a brown sugar, but I couldn't I couldn't pick out all uh, mm-hmm. all four versions. But pretty funny, uh, yeah. It says Pearl Jam's the only ones to play here twice, and talks about uh, again the crowd size lies. If you know if you're going to lie about your crowd size, which is a, a sly reference to the uh, to the administration again, not, mm-hmm. not, not the last one. Right. But yeah, then you get into corduroy. You get that that new version of corduroy. He gets a little call and response. They you get the uh, he he pushes the crowd a little bit to see if they can hit that high note. That that always cracks me up when the when you hear the crowd pushing themselves to hit that high note. There. Mm-hmm. He's become the master of the uh, call and response with the crowd. Uh, that's for sure, and and I think he uses it to gauge how the crowd is going to be. Th- like that he, it's also that, but I also feel like he's also gauging how his own voice 
yeah. feels sometimes. Probably. You know, trying to hit that note is not easy. Uh, and a lot of you know, like in the corduroy, their better man call and response or daughter, um, it, it gets way up there the way he does it. So it's almost yeah. like he's testing his own range. And you mentioned you know the crowd size digging. This entire show, and, and we were talking about this before. It, it, yes, okay, like he has this. A lot of his are, are digs at the administration, but like just the language that he's using throughout the banter with the crowd and the stories he's telling and just everything, you know, the encore breaks where he's talking to the crowd. It's like everything is political. Like everything is, you know, collusion, this, and, you know, bragging about this. And it's like, you know, if you listen to the boot, it's pretty clear. Like they're, they're in this mindset, you know, if you wish Pearl Jam was more political, then this This is is the the show show for you. you. (laughs) And and they'll do even, even in a, like a midterm year, they're still going all out with all the rips and everything. We can only, you know, you can only guess what it's going to be like this fall when, when leg two comes around. Absolutely. So this, uh, this next little set, you get a couple of rare songs. You get, this uh, is the, this is again, where the Jeff show is on full display. uh, Pilot, which is, uh, Probably the rarest song that gets played here, besides like a couple in the encore. But "Pilot," "Even Flow," "In My Tree," and "Down," which is a, a cool little set here. So they they make it through "Pilot." He he does mention how he fucked it up, but he uh, really did. It sound, uh, sounded you, pretty good. You took I didn't, yeah, I didn't, you, I, didn't, I didn't mind it. You took it out of my mouth. I was going to say he, in the beginning, <laughs> the lyrics are he just totally botches them so bad. And I I feel I mean I don't know. If, I'm just curious if you agree with this. You know, as time goes by you know you get more rarities like you know they don't play a ton so there's more old songs that they haven't played and when they do bring them out it's like sometimes it almost feels like they're walking on eggshells with it it's like they're i don't i don't know if hesitant is the word or like just rusty and it's like they haven't played yeah, it in a long it's a time bit of rust probably yeah. yeah and i guess it's natural obviously they're not playing pilot every a night a little tentative it, yeah and it's like the, you can feel you can hear that they've run it a little bit to you know just so it's fresh in their mind cuz they know they're going to play it so maybe at sound check they ran it or something but right. even like in the performance it's like a lot of like the little guitar licks and solos are kind of like wonky and not always perfect and i'm not listen i'm not saying it has to be perfect but i'm just saying it's i feel like because there's another song that we're going to get to where this kind of comes into the same conversation where they're playing a rarity and just just i don't know just doesn't have the same kind of punch that it used to which i guess is again just natural even, even pilot a song is 20 years old at this point yeah, right, right. So and I'm, I'm not, and they... I'm not trying to be picky. I'm just, I'm honestly sure. just curious. Like, am I the only one that hears that? Am I being too overly sensitive to it, or am I just, you hmm. know, going crazy? I don't know. If you yeah, listen, I mean, I if, if you, if you listen, and the, just think uh, about it. When we did the Greenville episode, I mentioned when they when they got through Glorified G, Mike kind of pumped his fist a little bit, like, and I couldn't tell if it was like, you know, we made it through the song without fucking up, like we got through the whole thing. Or if it was like, you know, hey, you know, we're doing this versus thing. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I get the feeling that a lot of times they're just really focused on trying to make it through the song without screwing it up completely. 100%. 100, yeah. that's, you, that's exactly what I'm trying to say. So just an interesting little observation. But, uh, yeah, so Pilot, Even Flow, and then In My Tree, which, again, Jeff with the, you know, the crazy bass line. Mm-hmm. This, I liked and I thought In My Tree was, in general, a better performance than Pilot. 
Yeah, definitely. And, the, and In My Tree is like one of my number one, number two Pearl Jam songs. I, that's the one I haven't heard yet that I would love to hear. But nice. anytime you get it, it's fantastic. I don't want to gloss over even flow either. Like the uh, at the end, he lets the crowd take the last chorus, and it was fantastic. I thought they mm-hmm. they did a great job. That always bring, kind of is a cool moment for the crowd too. Everyone in the building knows it. Everyone gets to scream along. And in my tree, after in my tree, he does. He passes something back to a kid. I couldn't tell what it was. I don't think they mentioned it. It might. I didn't think it was. A, it was a little early for a tambourine. Yeah, but, he doesn't uh, say. I don't think he doesn't say it in the bootleg. But what he it is. Uh, he hands it out. He's like he he asks he asks Keely to turn the lights on and you know hey pass this back to her and then and then he's like he makes a little joke like oh, I'm watching you. I don't trust you guys. Yeah, keep it on. So I think it does. There's there's a big little. Uh, crowd roar when she actually gets it whatever it is so uh if she's out there listening or if dan if you remember what that was uh send us an email live on four legs podcast at gmail.com uh so after this little said you get uh down lightning bolt not for you and daughter uh i, I think not for you is is great in this show would you think yeah I, th- I really liked it um down was solid uh, it was fine. Yeah, another another rare song, you know. Yeah, they're they're breaking yeah. out some rarities here. I feel like here. they've played down a lot over, over really since like the Lightning Bolt tour. I feel, maybe it's just the shows that yeah. I've been to. I feel like I've seen down like three times already since 2013, yeah. Yeah, which has, for a song it, like it that is a lot. lot. Yeah, yeah. But it was a good performance. Uh, Lightning Bolt, solid, and not for you. Yeah, this is awesome. I I feel like this was another song that maybe Jeff was like, yeah, you know, what, let's play that.
Kenny Modern Girl tag oh, at the end. It's fantastic. Which is always awesome. He changes the lyric to You Got the Power So Much to Do, which is again a reference to the voting and any chance they get the ad's gonna gonna make it about the the politics and the the theme of the evening. Uh, then we get a uh, Yeah, you said daughter, a, right? Yeah, a really really good daughter. Like it's okay is is a great tag. That's that's another one that's like really come into prominence and they've really yep. made it their own. Yep. Uh, and I it's, it has great. become much more common. Mm-hmm. You know, for years, it's I don't think they played it consistently at all. But now it seems to be almost the the go to tag for daughter. Now it's like at yeah, least in the yeah. last few years. So yeah, we'll, we'll see, see if, if it sticks. See if that's year, exactly yeah. if that Absolutely. trend sticks. Absolutely. Um, this next part, this next song, we get for the Big Sky, which they're of course in Big Sky Country, mm-hmm. uh, plays setting forth, and kind of the two little opposites here. You get one for Big Sky and one for Big Sandy with uh, with Small Town. Right. So I have to imagine, like, if you're at this show, and uh, I'm sure uh, Dan can a- attest to this or, or let us know if if this was right, but, like, when they start playing Setting Forth, like, looking around, it, and I'm not sure if the sun was still up at this point, I have no idea, but hopefully, like, maybe it was, like, dusk, you know, barely light out, and you're looking around at the crowd and everything around the stadium, and it's, like, Setting Forth, you know, with, with Into the Wild and everything, and I just imagine, like, it just seems so appropriate to play oh definitely you know what definitely. i mean it just seems like a really cool song which is very short obviously but just to this is the kind of song i'd be looking around during you know i'd be i'd be like oh, yeah. I, I like to sometimes like observe you know my surroundings and i feel like i've been to so many outdoor shows at this point but just to kind of look at the crowd and just kind of look up at the sky and and just kind of soak it all in this is like the perfect song to do that for so that's really cool, and it's a cool little segue, like you said, into um, Elderly Woman, and, you know, another good performance. You get the whole, you know, the the Ed the thing at the end with the, you know, oh, way out, and thoughts they fade, and it's it's cool. You know, it's a good little tandem there, you know, leaning out of daughter, uh, out of a daughter into those two back-to-back, to back. so that was, that was pretty cool. Yeah, and then... Uh... Ed talks about Election Day a little bit. You know, it doesn't get too specific, but uh, again, we're they're there to to support John Tester and to promote the Rock to Vote. So you're going to get that a little bit. He talks about, I think he sees a couple who's wearing a shirt, something about sex and beer. Speaking of, do you see these people right here? Uh, uh, you caught my eye because, well, sex and beer catches my eye sometimes. But do you see this? these folks here? I heart sex and beer. And then she has one that says, I heart sex and beer. Now, there's also a lot of T-shirts from Planned Parenthood and lots of issues, so it's, it's kind of a nice, refreshing, you know. But I'm so glad you found each other. (laughs) 
Somebody give me a beer. Two. Um, now, I have to ask, so were you actually wearing the shirts when you first met? Like, oh, it'd be such a romantic Shakespearean moment. Um, I'm gonna give these to you. And I'll, and I'll get to watch you enjoy them together. But that's all I want to see. As always, you know, Ed the comedian trying to, you know, be funny and you know when he can. And it's it's a got, it's a good he's little got the dad jokes. Yeah, that's it, but that's a good little banter. Yeah, yeah, that's a yeah, good little fun. back and forth with the crowd and stuff. And from there, he goes into I think another little political thing for a second. Um, just to I, I, something about voting, obviously, and and that leads us into can't deny me in the nineteen hole. Yeah. I, Which you know, I, it, I, I didn't mind it. You know, I, I didn't mind it either. Yeah, it's like, the kind of song. This is a good version, right? It's the kind of song where you know I, I feel like a lot of people don't like it, which is fine. It's it's definitely not for everyone. Um, I think when I first heard it, it didn't really kind of similar to dance dance of the clairvoyance, where the first time I heard it was like what, and then it grew on me over time. I mean, I definitely like dance of the clairvoyance more, but uh, the point being, I don't hate it. You know, I, 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 I liked when I saw it live, I saw it at Fenway and it was cool. And it's the kind of song. It's just so hard to sing, you know, even, even at this point, like the way it's recorded, I mean, Ed's vocals are so high and up in the range and like, just really, really hard. Like his voice is cracking, like on purpose. And, that I I feel like you're you're already a step behind when you're trying to play it live. You know, like if your recording is so high that your voice is cracking, to do it live in real time is going to make it that much harder. So it's really difficult for him to sing. But by the standards of the few other performances that there have been of the song uh, to this point, it's like you said, it's solid. It, it's it's pretty good. Yeah, I have to I think, say, I, I, think I enjoyed it's been it. Played seventeen or eighteen times. Right. So yeah, it popped up a lot on that European tour in in twenty eighteen and then a lot of these home shows as well. Yep. Um home and away shows. So and again I think it's it's a much better song live than on the studio version. I think it translates a lot better. You get you know, a lot of times he would bring out the chair, stand on the chair, do the whole cowbell thing. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's it's a cool it would have been a cool moment to see, especially in a in a with a with a theme of the show being political and being about voting, you know, you know that was going to pop up. 100%. But we'll see. I mean, again, we'll see if it if it sticks around on this next tour. And I'll be I'll be curious to see. You know, you talked about you know how the recording is voice. I'll be curious to see how they recorded with this new producer Josh Evans to see if they recorded a lot of the songs live. If you know if if Dance of the Clairvoyance is kind of the exception to the way this album is going to be. If it's going to be more. The rest of it's going to be more kind of stripped down or, you know, more kind of a live feel to it. And we'll just have yeah, to wait and see. We're going to find out. I have to imagine that Can't Deny Me won't completely go away. I don't think now, now there's more shows, you know, than these home and away shows. So right, right. there's more of an opportunity. And again, I know they played, like, what was it, South America, right? You know, before they did the home and away shows, they went down to South America, yeah. right, in 2018. So. Um, but there's still more shows, you know, to come. I, I have to imagine there's going to be a fall leg and, and so on and so forth. So 
I don't think it's going to completely go away, but I don't think they're going to play it as often as they did in, in the few shows they played in 2018. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's not, it'll right. be there given the, the climate and the and timing. Think, you know, and and everything's going to get more rare because they've got 12 more songs to work in now that you know they're going to be playing six, seven, eight of them every show. So 100%. the, the uncommon songs are going to get a little more rare and you know, it's, if you're if you're chasing that that one that you haven't heard from Yield or No Code, the gonna be chances are get get worse every year. Yeah, exactly. We'll see how many rare songs they actually break out. But we get the end of the uh, main set here with Porch. What did yeah. you think about Porch? Yeah, it was good. Um, he he really really <laughs> like you know the yeah yeah part leading into right. the last chorus. I mean and yeah, he, and like we mentioned before, it, it appeared at every single show this year. So. Mm-hmm. Um, he, they he just got they definitely so knew what they were working with. high up there for this performance. <laughs> like he was really trying to see how high he could go to get the crowd, you know, to to sing back with him. jarring like in your ear when you're listening to it when he hits the the high notes like at the very end it's it's pretty crazy you should like if you want to listen if someone listening wants to look up the version and see what i'm talking about but yeah i mean maybe we'll play a little bit of it yeah and i don't remember if what your stance is on porch are you a fast or slow porch guy you know, I I think it would be cool if they mix it up a little bit, and and you know we we've, we've got actually an evolution episode on porch coming out probably tomorrow for our patrons, and I'm sure they'll talk about it a little bit. Randy and I think Bradley, one of our patrons, joined in on that one, but you know that I went back and looked. You know, they started doing it the slow porch actually back in '96 at the Bridge School, mm-hmm. and I think it was something where Eddie was in because there's you know the Who has my generation they kind of got sick of playing it and they kind of changed it into a song called My Generation Blues where it has that kind of like riffy intro a little bit. and they Yeah, you, you change a song was, just to keep it fun yeah. for you as and a band. I think band, he, yeah. was, he was probably inspired by that. And so it Makes became sense. like, you could almost call it Porch Blues. You know, <laughs> that, that little that little intro. But yeah, I mean, it's I don't mind it. I kind of like when they do the almost the stop and start version, mm-hmm. uh, which they would do occasionally. But yeah, I think if... If they would mix it up a little bit, like imagine what the reaction would be if they just went into the old version of Portland. Oh, Fast version that's what I'm saying. People would freak the fuck out. That's exactly what I'm saying. So I yeah, would I'm love saying, that. I'm, I don't mind slow porch, but maybe sprinkle in fast fast porch every once in a while. Mm-hmm. I could. I I agree. I agree. I think a little balance is is good. If so. they're listening, we'll see if it pops yeah. up. Yeah, um, come on, Ed. So you mentioned uh, at the beginning you could you could definitely hear some people in the crowd individually, and there's one or two people very loudly chanting for Dirty Frank at the <laughs> beginning of this encore. Uh, they hopefully they made it to Fenway to get the little tease, but yeah, uh, I was there. It's not fun. You get uh, Jeff comes out with the acoustic guitar, and you know what you're gonna get. It's gonna be B Girl. Um, so we get these uh, this first little encore set: B Girl, Fatal, and Imagine. I, I love this part of the set. Yeah, this is this is cool. I. I I love Fatal as a song. I think, I think oh, it's absolutely. a really cool song. And this was the song I was referencing earlier when I was talking about Pilot, uh, where 
it's I just think it's another example where you you know they they bring out one of these rarities and this wasn't as rusty as pilot felt to me no, it sounded really good sounded really solid but a couple little parts where it sounded like some of the guitar parts were like a little unsure or like slightly off the beat of the song but again that's just me being a little picky but uh yeah really good really really good performance ed it sounds good and they 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 definitely for a song that they play so rarely it was definitely a, a very good performance and to me, probably one of the highlights of the show, at least at least as far as like set list wise, you know, song choice wise, it's got to be one of the the highlights yeah, to me. You know, and, and again, apologies to Randy, I, I didn't bring up the live footstep stats on it, but I think it's been played less than ten times total. I want to say maybe you seven know, or eight. I do. You can ask Randy. I use live footsteps every single time I go to the website. We're down temporarily. We'll be back with a major update. <laughs> so I feel like I'm flying right. blind here. So that's why I'm like just looking at the set on the uh, on the Pearl Jam website, and I feel so like lost here just looking at it. <laughs> um, but yeah, they've only played it. Actually, I should I stand slightly corrected. You know, Live Footsteps gives you the more in depth uh, stats, but um, the Pearl Jam website does give you the uh, the the number of times played and the first okay. and last time. So they've played it eight times. Okay, so it wasn't so, too far off, yeah. Yeah, and they hadn't played it, so they played it in Missoula, London 2, or, yeah, L- the London 2, the makeup show of 2018. Yeah, we covered that one. With once in 14, speed. once in 13, once in 10, 06, Ooh. and twice in 03. So it is, wow. this is a, yeah, this is a serious rarity. Like, this is deep, deep cut, and Ed says this is for the series collector, Oh yeah, and... that's the first time I've ever heard him say that about a song that's not alone. <laughs> that's usually the the little, the little speech you get before alone. This one's for the serious collector. Mm-hmm. It really is though. This was this was a uh, definitely one for it. But uh, yeah, solid performance. And imagine, you know, I I don't know, like he they the, he keeps going back to the Paul McCartney show that he saw there, right? And he goes, I, we've talked a lot about. Paul's music and and being here for the Paul McCartney show, but I feel like we should get a little bit of John's music in here as well. And he does the whole thing of you know, let's see your phones. We got the phones. Please, you know, put the lights out, we'll put lights on, and wave them the around. The fireflies, and the fireflies, and everything. Mm-hmm. So cool. It's a cool thing they do. 
I'll be honest with you, I'm kind of tired of it. I don't need to hear it anymore. Oh, yeah, it it's anymore. made its, its way it's, into sports and it, everything it's, else. Like it's, it's past. It's become kind of a cliche, yeah. Even, like, for them, though. Like, I, I guess to them it's really cool, like, to look at. But, and listen, I, I don't mind the song. I think it's a it's a nice song, and it's obviously, you know, oh, one yeah. of the most I mean, famous songs yeah, of all time. Yeah, it's a classic. Absolutely. Of course. I, I, I'm not taking away from the song, but, you know, from a Pearl Jam perspective, I'm like, okay, I, let's let's – Let's, you know, let's move some, let's move, let's pick something else, you know. So I'd be fine, not, you know, not seeing Imagine again, you know, that's for sure. And I mean, I don't know how you feel about it, but. I, I don't, I don't mind it at all. Again, I'm, they, I kind of, I kind of trust them when it comes to the covers. Then they, they know what they're doing. They, they pick them for the moment and for the venues. So I, I don't have a problem with anything that they cover. You know, it would take, you know, I don't even mind Last Kiss. Like we always get into it, but. It's it's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be something a little different. So yeah, I think I'd probably me. take Imagine over Last Kiss, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. But then, you know, in this little section, too, you get uh, Jeff actually comes out on the microphone and thinks a couple people. I think this is the part where his parents get to come out and do a little curtain call. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, he, he gets on the phone and thanks a lot of people. It's really nice. Um, he gets his moment in the in the light, yeah, in the spotlight. Definitely. definitely. And then uh, we get into uh, the end of the encore here with... Uh, Another another cover song that I love, Throw Your Hatred Down into Better Man into Jeremy. Well, don't forget Given a Fly. Oh, Given a Fly. Yeah, yeah so it's Given a Fly. Yeah, it kind of picks the energy I was back so excited up. about Throw Your Hatred Down that I wanted to get to it right away. But yeah, Given a Fly is great. Right, so they, they really pick the energy back up. and yeah, that, That's usually the transition song that takes yep. you from that slow part of the encore. And you yep. know they're going to ratchet up the tempo a little bit after that. Hundred percent, and it's a good um, little stretch here. Really, uh, all adrenaline essentially to to kind of end the show. Um, yeah, Given the Fly was solid. Throw your hatred down. Great cover. It sounded really, really good. Oh my god, it's it's it, fantastic. It, yeah, like, and I'm and I'm so happy that they still will break out a song from Mirrorball. Like I would love to yep. hear them bring back Act of Love or mm-hmm. you know I'm the Ocean, which they they tagged. We we talked about that Auckland show few weeks ago but yeah i'm so glad this hasn't been lost to to list a footnote in their history right it's a really it's just like this is so without what i've been saying like with pilot and fatal to a certain degree and um you know any of these like rare songs that they'll pull out every now and then like none of that here none of that here this is really really solid all the parts of their mic shreds
was just a really all-around, really good, solid performance. Like, it's, yeah, they, they I, I, it would probably a, they, be one of the highlights of the show. Oh, absolutely. They'd done it a few times this year, too, so I think they were a little more warmed up on it than some of the other ones. Yeah, still only played 12 times all time. So right, another, right. like, crazy super rarities. Yeah, and the they show. didn't start like, doing it. Like, they they would do Act of Love occasionally, and I think Song X made made a couple of appearances back in the in the 90s, but this one didn't pop up until a little more recently, I think. I mean, you've got Pilot in here only 32 times. What did I say for Fatal? Eight times? Eight, yeah. And then... Uh, throw your hatred down is only what did I just say? Twelve, twelve. I think times. B girls only at, at eight or nine as well. I think. So you got some really, really deep cuts, you know, in this one. So I guess the yeah twenty uh, no B girls actually got twenty three. Okay, but still okay. that's still really low for how yeah. old it is. Uh, yeah. So if if you're at, if you're at this show, you actually have a you got some things to brag about in this one. This is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so then in a better the, man oh uh, i want to mention better man a, a fantastic version almost nine minutes yeah dedicates it to dallas and michelle so if they're out there hopefully they enjoyed it um, save it for later tag oh it, 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 a couple of tags get a u2 with or without yeah you. that's right that's right a little uh a little ramones want to be your boyfriend like yep. i thought this was fantastic and yeah, it, it is almost nine minutes long. You're right. I forgot about under. it because they only list the save it for later tag on the website. But you're 100 percent right. The when he started doing the with or without you tag, I was like, oh, that's a new one. I've never heard. Yeah. I had never heard that before. Yeah. Can you? Is there? Has he ever done that before that you can I think recall? So I think it maybe just once or twice though. And they would do they would do the Ramones. I want to be your boyfriend. They did that a lot back in the sure late 90s, early yeah. 2000s, that but that, that one had it had been a while since that one too. Yeah, so that's a really uh, good little uh, – another thing, you know, makes this show unique. It, I, I feel like this is a – it really is a unique show. Um, everything just from, like, the political part of it with, you know, the poster, but also just it being, you know, a show for Tester and trying to get everybody to vote and, and just, like, some of the song choices and definitely a unique show. I'll definitely give it that, you know. Oh yeah, and I think the shows kind of up in that Pacific Northwest area that that aren't Seattle, like we talked about the Gorge shows mm -hmm. and you know Red Rocks and things like that. Those kind of always have a special like aura or vibe around them because like the the setting is so unique with all you know you're up in the mountains and all that. I'm sure it was it was very special for the people that were there. I'm I'm jealous I wasn't there. Yeah, I, I feel like after listening to it and. I kind of said it before. I feel like when the show happened, it no one really said any went crazy about it. I feel like more people were freaking out about the Seattle shows and the Wrigley shows and mm -hmm. anticipating the Fenway shows that and and this was only one night, so it kind of slipped through the cracks a little bit and people weren't as vocal about it and it was also like obviously more in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> so, uh <laughs> It, it, it definitely feels like the kind of show that I, I I wish I was at, you know, when it was when I was done listening to it. And I know, you know, we have a couple more songs to go through, but um, I I didn't really know what to expect when I first, you know, looked at the set list, and I was like, ah, all right, like we're gonna do this show, that's fine, you know, I'll, I'll listen to any show, obviously, but um, really just didn't know what to expect at all. Like, didn't know anything about the set outside of them having done B Girl, pretty much. Like, I didn't remember much at all, and. It's definitely the kind of show I wish I was at. You know, I, I'm I'm really excited that they're going to go back to the arenas now. But for these outdoor shows and and that they've been so big on these stadium shows since you know 2013 on now, um, I really thought it was very very 
unique in its in its own way and the kind of show that I would have loved to, to have been at. Yeah, another another unique thing about this show is they don't break up into an encore too. They just keep on keep on trucking. Yeah, and we get uh, Jeremy and Know Your Rights here. Mm-hmm. So Jeremy, obviously another Jeff song. Yeah, oh yeah, and he gets then... a huge response when he when he breaks out that that opening bass line. Always. Yep. Did you notice? I think Ed, at the end, Ed wanted to go into that that crowd participation part, but they just ended the song. I think he. He wanted to go into that extended version of it, but for some reason, they, the rest of the band just went, nope, we're done. Yeah. No, I did not notice that. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, they usually do the, they'll do the extended like, whoa. Yeah. Whoa. You know, mm-hmm. that, that whole thing. But, yeah, I think this is, uh, yeah, I think he, <laughs> we'll have to, we'll have to get some feedback from Dan again or anyone else yeah. that was there. Send us an email. Like, let us know if you remember that. Um, but then, yeah, know your rights. You know, he talks again about the politics a little bit, getting out the vote and, you know, making a point. I think this is where the, the tester shirts came out. Yep. This has um, been played 23 times. They played it in Missoula. Obviously, this night they played it in Missoula in 2012 when they played yeah, there for John I, I Tester. You said it in Atlanta. Atlanta in 2012. I yeah. saw it in Philly in 2012 when they nice. played it uh, at Made in America Festival. Right. They played right. it that night. Uh, they played it a number of times in 03. I mean, a sh- you know, shit ton of times in 03. Right. Every every other right. time they played it was in 2003. So it took a really long break from 03 to 12 and now to 18. And I would definitely imagine we're going to hear this once, if not twice, more times than that in the uh, the shows coming up this year. Yeah, so it's, I, I really the, if you're in the fantasy league, in the, I was about to say that's tip for you. This yeah. is going to definitely be one of my picks if I can get it for the covers. Yeah, so. Yeah. Uh, but it's again, it was the, good. It was a good version. The second, the second Joe Strummer related song of the night, little little Clash mm-hmm. over here. You know, if that was Jeff's doing, then uh, kudos because uh, I love the Clash, love Joe Strummer. So that was nice to hear. And this this is kind of a it's got kind of a different rhythm to it than a lot of their songs. Do you think it fits with these with these encore songs? You know, Better Man, Jeremy, Know Your Rights. Like it, it's a it kind of it stands out. It, it definitely does. It definitely it almost does feels it. like it should be. It should switch places and be like an early set song. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I, I didn't really think about be, that. I could even see this like opening up a set. That would be really cool. Yeah, it almost feels like they could have taken an encore break after Jeremy, come back out, play. Sure. The, yeah, that's you a know, good point. and yeah. then and then play this. So it's right. know your rights, right. alive, rockin', and indifference. Doesn't that make more? Doesn't that seem? like more them to do that. Like they yeah, would take a quick break. A, maybe it was a venue issue because they didn't, even yeah. the encore one, they didn't really, I don't think they even left the stage. It was very quick. Yeah. So I wonder if there was a, if there was a time curfew issue where they were trying to be done. By and again, they point, started late. So right. very possible. So, but under normal circumstances, you're, yeah, you're 100% right. It's, it's a little bit of a, like a sticking out point here where, you know, you go for Better Man and Jeremy, and it's like all of a sudden, like, okay, no, your rights is there. Where where there's like no break, there's like nothing like smoothing that transition over, and then it's like alive, rock and indifference, like the typical yeah, I mean, it, it, trio like said, I'm of not, closers. I'm not, but... I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not complaining at all no, about Pearl no, Jam no. playing a Clash song. Believe me, no, that's, that's I, I'm not either. If they, if they want, if they want to do a couple more, I've got some suggestions. Um, I'm just looking yeah, at it from the set list little, construction the is a little perspective, right? Yeah, yeah. So, but it, it, it's whatever. It was, it's, like I said, it was a really good performance. I thought Ed was really good on it. Oh, definitely. 
definitely. Yeah, and then uh, um, alive. Yeah, you get the, the bread and butter here. Yeah, alive, rocking, and uh, indifference. I don't really have that much to add to it outside of pretty much the you know the quick little points I made there a few minutes ago. Yeah, I think you know. What did you think about the the drums on Indifference? We talked about that a little bit on the Greenville episode too. Matt's kind of doing that shuffle roll on the drums, like like it, it, toward the end. Just though, throughout the whole song. Yeah, he kind of he kind and of is listen, taking that he's on. Definitely, a, he's definitely a, a, a different drummer than than Dave A and, and Jack Irons and and Dave Cruz and everybody that's been in this band. Um, mm-hmm. He is his own animal. Listen, he he want he makes certain songs his own in his own way, and that's a good a good example. I, I like Indifference. It's I I feel like it kind of I don't know. It depends on the mood of the show. Sometimes, like when they yeah, pull it out, it, I think it fits better in the like you mentioned the difference between the arena shows and the stadium shows. Mm-hmm. I think it fits in better at at an arena show. I agree with you than at an open air. Yep. Because everyone's just where, screaming it like, out back. Like at it him. would be really cool at something like the Gorge or like Red Rocks where it's kind of more intimate vibe but it's something like this i i don't know you know they they probably did lead better at both seattle shows i didn't go back and look but mm-hmm. it was probably just time for it to rotate in but yeah would have you know like a bob o'reilly or like a lead better even another like a you know they've done watchtower to end shows mm-hmm. and they've done a couple other different things along the way would have been would have been something cool like that but you know People love indifference. It's a chance for people to sing along, and everybody screams along with the you know, hold the candle and all that stuff. So it seems like but another yeah. example I can imagine where Jeff maybe had input and said, "You know, let's close sure. the indifference tonight." Sure. And they always so. go back and look at the previous set list and everything, and they might they might not have played it there in a while. People can go back and look. Um, but yeah, let's. Uh, that, that's our set, man. Just a, a quick main set and a quick encore one, and that was it. Yeah, it's not um, too crazy for by 2018 standards. It's not. Uh, Definitely, like I said, it's not a marathon. It's not too short. It's not too long. It's like right in the middle. It's just right yeah, lengthwise, yeah. you know. Well, let's uh, let's talk about our uh, top three moments. You you mentioned a couple you were thinking about. Uh, yeah. Let's, uh, let, let's go through yours. What do you I'm got? Definitely going to say Fatal is there. Fatal's got to be there. I really like B Girl, and I would love to see it live. I'm just not going to say that it's a top three moment for me. Like well, I would have seen it see twice. It. I can say it's very cool. Okay. Sure. I guess if I had been at the show, I would put it in there, but, uh, yeah. fatal, I'll say throw your hatred down because like we I think we, you know, certainly agree that it was a really oh gosh, good performance. Yeah. Like one Absolutely. of the standout performances of the show by far. And mm, third one, I don't know. Um, I mean, Know Your Rights was cool. I wish Ed didn't mess up the lyrics and Pilot. I, I, I guess, I don't know. I guess Pilot. Maybe, can I just say like Pilot and In My Tree? Like sure. as, a, as a tandem, like that combo in the eight and ten holes, respectively. Getting those two Jeff songs. Like I feel like those are like, defin- besides Low Light, those are like definitive Jeff songs, you know? So definitely, yeah, and, this and was, I guess, I and guess that's, that would be another, where, you know, some nights are in, or some shows are an Ed show, some shows are a Mike show, some nights. This is definitely, yeah, if if Jeff is your favorite member, then you definitely want to pick up this bootleg, yeah. And I guess that would just be another, just generic. I don't know if it's not one moment, but just the th- one of the threads of the show just being the quote unquote, like I said, the okay. Jeff theme, 
right. being, you know, for this show. So if you're a Jeff Amon guy, you're certainly in luck with this show. But like I said, I was pleasantly surprised listening to the boot because I had like no idea what to expect. And it was yeah. it was certainly solid. And, and, and the standout moments made it what it was. You know, there's a lot of the Ronald the Mills stuff in here that you're going to get at every show, you know, as expected. But the things that were different were what set it apart and really made me be like, you know what, I, I would definitely go back and listen, you know, to, to some of these performances of these songs, like, you know, on a whim. So cool. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to see you or throw your hatred down and I'm going to, I'm going to raise you or throw your hatred down <laughs> on uh, that's, that's, that's gotta be one of my moments as well. Like love Mirrorball, love the sound of it. Pearl Jam doing crazy horse. Like I, the only note I wrote for it was fuck. Yeah. Like I, that's one of the ones I'm, I'm going to be looking for in this next tour. Uh, my number two is uh, not for you. Okay, Had a yeah, cool, uh, cool, cool energy to it. I like the change in the line. I like the Cedar Kenny tag. Uh, one of my favorite songs that you know it kind of gets lost in the you know people talk about Vitalogy, you talk about Corduroy and you know Last Exit and all the Better Man, all the classic songs on there. But not for you is right up there. It, it definitely deserves to be played just as much as it was back then. And uh, my number one, I'm going to say Better Man, like. That's not one that I usually, tags. not one that I usually look to for being like a unique moment in a show. But yeah, getting a, a little bit of the U two, a little bit of Ramones, a little bit of Saver for later, a nine minute version of Better Man. You know how often are you going to get that? So yeah, I think yeah, all I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, like, true. And they they were really they had really loosened up by this point. You know, you're halfway through the encore. It's a perfect chance for them to like. It was the one time I thought in the show where they really let loose and like. You know, they do a little bit in porch, but like you don't get a rear view mirror, you know, rocking the free world is not really extended that much. So I think better man is the one that I think that, that I really want to go back to. And like, if you're looking for a really good extended, like energetic better man, I think this is a great choice. So that's my number one. Awesome. I think it's a good point. Yeah. So, uh, what do you got for, uh, uh, for uh, a rating? on the 10 scale? Yeah. Um, I would give it. I'm gonna say like a seven, six and a half, seven. Hmm. Okay. I've, you know, I'll say six and a half. I'll say six and a half. Wow. Okay. Going all right. Um, you want to you want to justify that a little bit? Why Why did you go? I don't out? know. I, I just like higher. I said, you, you know, think? outside of like the, you know, like I can really pick the songs out that like make me and en- that made me enjoy the show. You know, I feel. A lot of it has to do with rarities. I, I feel like when I'm rating these shows and it's like, you know, what were the moments where I'm like, oh, my God, like I would, you know, kill to be there. You know, I I, I just feel like the, like the pilot in my tree, I've seen Not For You, you know, B-Girl, Fatal, Throw Your Hatred Down. I've seen Know Your Rights. It's like oh, Fatal again. I oh. know. I, yeah. <laughs> Eighth time I've seen Fatal. <laughs> <laughs> um like i don't know it just those like those song choices are really cool like everything else is like not mind-blowing to me i don't know i might i might be i might be coming off a little snobbish but i the more we do this i feel like the more sets i see and it's like some of it's like it raises my standards to a certain level depending on how i i perceive different things in the set and all right. Listen, I mean, six and no, a half is fair for them. That's is, fair. Is still a really good show. Uh, well, I'm so. going to uh, I'm going to redeem this, and uh, I'm going to go a little bit higher. I'm going to say nine and a half. What? 
thoughts? I thought this was fantastic. Like I, I love the the whole Jeff aspect of it. I love him as a as a bass player, as a wow. artist in the band and everything. I thought it was really cool that he got a spotlight. There was a lot of crowd interaction that was really cool. Uh, love getting fatal and throw your hatred down in my tree. Whenever that shows up, it's fantastic. Even some of the the more common songs. I thought Pendulum and Low Light was great at the beginning. Do the evolution, corduroy, even flow with the crowd taking the chorus at the end. So it sounded really good. Uh, Not for you and daughter were really good. Now um, I feel like I need to bump it up to a seven. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that that's on you. But uh, but yeah, and like and and John Tester ends up winning. Like it worked. So how can you how can you give it anything less? So uh, yeah, for me it's it's a nine and a half. I think this All is right. an underrated, underrated I'll go show seven. from twenty eighteen. I'll go seven. Now, now you may now you made me feel bad. So I'll go we seven. got him. We we got him up there. People. So uh, <laughs> um, next next time we get together, I'll give you a chance to to redo it. But, okay. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, this is. Uh, I thought this was fantastic. You know, getting. You, you get kind of get these out of the way shows that turn into kind of gems. You know, you get in 2014 it was Moline and Milwaukee. 2016 mm-hmm. it was Greenville, and you know, so they kind of have a have a knack for picking these these out of the way spots and turning them into something special. So, they definitely yeah, do. Great, yeah. And thanks, thanks again, Dan Apollo from Patreon yes. to from suggesting the show. It was fantastic. I Thank absolutely you, love listening to it. You know, I, I never get sick of listening to Pearl Jam shows. They're all so different in their own way, which is which is why we do the show. So again, it's uh, if you want to do what Dan did and suggest a show, it's uh, patreon.com slash live on four legs. And only $1 a month will get you access to everything. We've got a lot coming up there in the next couple of months with the tour and everything. So check that out. Um, any uh, Anything else you want to hit on, Chris? No. Um, I think you, you really touched on it. I mean, I'm really excited for the shows and I'm planning on going to the Garden in Baltimore no matter what. I'm I'm. I'm going to be there. I don't oh, care. Yeah, we're, I'm going. Know, we'll, I'm getting we'll in. Be there. We'll be, I'm sure you guys will be recording stuff. You'll we'll be talking to people. So we've got the, uh, the fan exchange is up now. So people are people are going to be looking at that to do some wheeling and dealing on their tickets. So 100%. make sure if you if you missed out, make sure you check that out. And, uh, yeah, you know, you guys are going to do that. Um, did you get it? Are you going to any other ones? Did you get? Did you end up doing a backup show somewhere? I did not. I, I okay. feel like I think Baltimore is, you know, the other one that's feasible being a Saturday night. And, and you're still, you're, you're, as of this recording, you're still trying to get into that Apollo Theater uh, show that they announced? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm not. I, I mean, listen, I will listen to Pearl Jam Radio when I can. I entered the contest online. Okay. I am cool. not, you know, expecting to be able to go to that one, unfortunately. I, you know, would love to, <laughs> obviously. Well, we'll but we'll be able to listen to it regardless. Yeah, we'll, we'll have, exactly. It's not going to be like a super top yeah. secret kind of thing. We'll all be able to tune in live, which is nice. And thanks to the yeah. people at Pearl Jam Radio for doing that one. That'll be really Absolutely. cool. And th- there's going to be a lot of cool covers at that one for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, even, you know, if they're releasing a statement saying we're playing the show in that mindset of all the people that have played at the Apollo Theater, you know they're going to pull some cool stuff out of their hat for that one. That's going to be really, really fun. But really looking forward to seeing everybody at these shows. And, you know, I'm sure I'll be with Randy before the garden show at some point we'll i'm sure we'll yeah. be at the wishlist party or something and um yeah right now baltimore is my only other show and hopefully we get the fall leg and they come back and hit the cities oh, that they're no, not hitting yeah. they need now, to hit the, so. they need to do an, another week week long stand at the garden to make up for all the people that oh, didn't get tickets you're telling me man <laughs> but uh, yeah i do want to mention too i'm i'll be at uh in nashville and st louis so if you're going to be there send us an email let us know i think we're doing a, a little podcast meetup with uh 
the ladies from the porch and the brats from single podcast theory. I think we're going to be at a place called Pearl river. The, uh, the of night course. before the show from seven thirty to ten thirty. I think it's just a short, short walk from the venue. So, uh, I'll be there. Uh, if you want to come by and say hi, we'll talk about the, how the tour is going. We'll talk about the album. We'll talk about whatever you want. Anyone that I've threatened to fight can show up and I will <laughs> run away from you and cower like a, like a little child. Um, <laughs> But uh, no, it's going to be a lot of fun, and um, I'll be excited to hang out with them and, and meet some of you guys. So if you're if you're planning on going to Nashville or St. Louis, let us know. And Randy's going to be in St. Louis with me, so we're planning mm-hmm. on uh, doing something for that too. So yeah, getting excited about the tour, and uh, I'm going to leave it to you to do Randy's little uh, song part at the end. Oh God, it. I don't even know if I can remember it. I'm gonna. What is it? Uh, we we may be here, but not much longer. I lo- I miss you already. Is that it? <laughs> I think you got it. I think you I got just it. said it really, really badly, <laughs> and not with nearly the same amount of, of emotion <laughs> that Randy would. But I—is that what it is? is we may be. I think uh, so yeah. Miss no, there's something ways. about parting ways. We may be, parting par- ways, and though we may yeah. be parting ways, uh, I, I miss there you already. Yeah. Okay. And then it's—he's—he's he's yelling at his phone right now. He's definitely listening to this, and ju- he's either laughing and or yelling, yeah. and probably yeah. both. But. So I think, uh, and uh, before we leave, I want to mention next week. I think we'll be we'll be going back to the uh, around the world. I believe we are doing a Japanese show next week, so that'll be ah, cool okay. as well. Is that Japan O um, three? Yeah, Japan O three. Nice. I believe it's Nagoya, which is the one that there we're doing, go. which would be cool. really cool. Um, so yeah, uh, until next time, we will uh, for uh, for Chris and for me, John. We're uh, we'll catch you when we see you. Thanks, see guys. See you later. Later. <laughs>
Don't. 